Hello and welcome to the Evolving Hockey Podcast. My name is Sean and I'm joined by Josh and Luke. Guys, it's April. <laughs> is this a new, is this a pronunciation I'm unaware of? This is the correct way to pronounce it. No one know. who says who sa- what? I, you're very you're throwing. This is what you're starting the show off with. It's giving us a out of left field. Uh, it's it's a it's a very niche joke, I guess, because we mispronounce stuff all the time. So I just figured I would just mispronounce oh, something. Okay. Oh, we've been pretty good about it though. I feel like lately, right? Like, I guess it's only in the first Definitely part of the. Not. Definitely no, it's not. it's in the first part of the season where there's all there's these either. Like there are new players in the league, and I don't know how to pronounce their names, even though I've seen them for months because, or like I've, uh, a couple weeks, or I've just been so burned out from all the work we do in the off season that I then just like no longer hear the names anymore, and they just I read them unconsciously when I'm doing all the data work. I think if somebody went through these episodes, they would find us mispronunciate at least one player name an episode each of us so like let's say three total yeah and then just regular words at least another five times well, is, is mince pronu- is mispronunciate a word no it's mispronounce i was gonna correct you on that <laughs> wait that's not a word no you say mispronounce i'm pretty sure it's mispronounced which is just hilarious that you but there's no like past tense to it Mis- that is the past tense is that like a common a like pras- um, past pr- uh participle or whatever c8 Past word? Par- pa- present participle is mispronouncing. Past tense is mispronounced. There's mispro- mispronunciation, which is a... Um, That's the act of mispronouncing. Pronunciation, not mispronunciation. <laughs> mispronunciation, sorry. Mispronunciation. <laughs> Mispronunciate is not a, a word, though, Sean. So you use that. I did, it was funny. I did see a tweet. Because they it's mi- pronounce and pronunciate... Pronun- mispron- mispronounce. Okay, this is... <laughs> I did see, I saw like a TikTok or something on Twitter that was like, why the English language is awful. And then it was like, all every sea in Pacific Ocean is pronounced differently. Okay. Yeah. But that pronunciate. Okay. That's a word, right? As a whole. Yes. Like just, so it shouldn't mispronunciate be a word? No, it's just mispronounced. From what I'm looking at on, in, on the Googles is that it's not a word and it's mispronounced. So mispronunciate is it's it's not a word chunk. Okay. So, so yeah. then I guess here's there's the, words that here's the, here's <laughs> the, don't exist thought, that we use. Too. I thought for a, there was a ten percent chance you were doing a bit by mispronouncing that word in saying that we mispronounce things all the time. Here I'm on English. I'm on the Stack Exchange for the English language. Oh, I love Stack Exchange. There's for, a Stack Exchange. Oh yeah, yeah, I love Stack Exchange. There's for Stack grammar Exchanges and for language. all different types, and it's is pronunciate a word. That's the question. Uh, and then the top answer that's verif- that's that has the check mark is as there is a verb the verb to to pronounce from French pronun- I, I'm not gonna and Latin there is no need to coin a second verb from pronunciation pronunciation oh my god to pronounce has been in use for over 500 years so a second and longer verb is unnecessary so pronunciate is not a word. <laughs> It is, well, it is a word, a word, but it's not used. It, you would say it's so too, much sexier, though. <laughs> it's too you much. sound so much more professional when you say pronunciate. Yeah, but it's not like pronounce. a proper, though. So yeah. that's like when we were at our work and like the middle management would always say, we need a solution for this. Have you ever heard someone say that? It would get on my nerves so much. People like if there was a problem, they would be like, "We need a solution for this," or that we'll solution for that, or we'll solution for that. They do I'm solution like, is what a- are you talking about? To solution, it's not a ver- like you don't you solve something. Solution is a, a noun. Is yes, it not? I'm, yes, it I, is. I don't want to act. Here's the thing, though. I don't want to act like. I mean, we went to school for music. I do data and stats work now. Like I'm by no means a grammar or spelling or any kind of. My spelling is terrible, honestly. I'm all. Well, yeah, everyone's spelling is terrible now with the autocorrect and like with you know, know people. It's like I have like see. I get embarrassed by this though because like English has never been my strong suit. It's like everything else, and it's like now I have a master's degree, <laughs> and I still I still suck at English. Yeah, congratulations <laughs> by the way. Yeah, congratulations are in order. Get an, get an applause yes. from our listeners for for yes. Sean's uh, completed recently. Um, anyway, uh, what were we talking? Oh, you just mispronounced. So you, you, you we, we just have not. We're getting off this topic at this point. I know, but yeah. I was going to say that we uh, <laughs> that uh, I'm completely lost now. Sean completely. Threw oh, us I had off. a thought. I was going to say this is a funny. It's, I so speaking of players and mispronunciate, <laughs> <laughs> and now and, and and not knowing things about them. 
I had a I I it was funny I tweeted out because I I legitimately like we had Timothy Lilligren in our <laughs> like you know Calder rankings like for and I literally I I just like was looking at the table I was like oh he plays for the Leafs <laughs> like I had no idea somehow that yeah, I, he did not play for the Maple Leafs I feel and like then, if we were more professional about this we would I would have immediately deleted the tweet from Luke and then <laughs> said no you act like you know who that is Luke even though well, I, so here, I knew who it was here's the but. funny thing right I was just looking it was funny because then some some person was like was like you need to think about career change if you don't I don't even follow the Leafs and I knew he was on the Leafs and then someone responded and said they have to fall like it's like it's true there's like a thousand players who played in the league this season including goalies it's like over it's like i think it's a thousand fifty five skaters and like 120 goalies and it's like anybody who thinks that they can know who every single player is and where they play like it's just it's not possible well i get i get lilligren and lindgren mix up yeah right who's the rangers defenseman i believe Right? Am I? Am I? I think I'm correct. Sean, back me up here. You're looking yeah, at his point. He went to yeah. he went to the University of Minnesota. I would assume you would know who he is. I, no, no, we don't follow any. No, I don't. Or, or <laughs> you know this. I don't know anything about any player until they've played three years in the NHL. That's. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of until they get a, a big enough sample size. Yeah, that they show up on the player cards. Yeah, until well, they would still show up from the. Well, player and, cards and the other thing too yeah, is it's that. the yeah. um, it's kind of funny. Our last name is uh, there's a lot of I was going to see how many uh in. Our entire player database have Gren. Gren, because that's I think our it's a common Swedish. There's a uh, Frogren. Do you know Jonas Frogren? Uh, I heard of him. I don't. I... There's a um, Ryan Lindgren, uh, per, Pertu Lindgren, and Timothy Lilligren. So there's it's a I th- Swedish, I think, because that's what our name is from. Younggren is actually technically a, it should have been Lundgren. It should have been Lund. What we were told is that in in emigration that the name was misunderstood. And then it was just written as Junggren, even though it should have been Lundgren, which is the Swedish word, I believe, for Heather Branch, I think. So Gren, I think, for is... For what? Heather, he, I, Heather Branch, I believe. This is... I, let me actually... Heather Gren? It's a Heather Branch. Uh, I think it's like a... Uh, it's like a flower. Uh, oh. I think. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This is what we were told. We didn't do any research on this. So, all right. When with that... <laughs> The intro to the Evolving Hockey Podcast. Oh, it is, means, sorry. It means Grove Branch. So I think oh. Gren, I think, might be Branch. Any of our Swedish listeners, I think this is Swedish. Let Wait, us so know. So it's Lilligren. I, I, I mean, it's I'm whatever. Gonna, I'm going to take a wild guess and say it's a Lily. <laughs> lily Branch. It's a Lily, lily. Branch. <laughs> I'm going to take a wild guess, Josh. Let go, me, yeah. Let's see what the translation is. This is what we get in like the last twelve games of the season. Yeah, it is. It's Lily, 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 Lily Branch, Lily Branch. Yeah. So like Lilligren's name means Lily Branch in um, English directly, like a direct yeah, the translation. direct translation. I wonder what Lindgren means. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Hold on, I, you know you're wa- you're watching the Leafs game. Lime, right now. No, no, lime no, no, no. tree. Leafs game's coming out. I'm watching the Bruins and the Jackets. Oh, oh yeah. lime tree, lime, branch. lime tree branch is what Lindgren means. A lime tree. I don't know. This is what this is what ancestry.com is coming up with these surnames, and this is the Swedish translation. So, I don't know anything about Sweden, or, or I guess about the Swedish language. So, this is just what Google is telling us. But there was another one. It was the um, well, I had I there was uh, uh the number of Swedish names that were on like the Kings. Didn't I have this earlier, Luke? Do you remember who the names? Oh, were? Anderson. It, it was, was like well, it wasn't all Anderson, of the different though, Andersons was, um, that are on the Kings. That was like a year or so ago. They had no. like. It every was, single player named Anderson in every different way you could spell it was on the played for the Kings. Mm-hmm. But Do they have anyway, any E's? Yeah, and double S's. Who is and, who are the E's? Like I've never seen I'm anybody sure. else spell it like Anderson. Well, there's Mikey like Anderson, Anderson, Leas Anderson. Um, there was another. I don't know. I found the tweet. I was gonna. It doesn't matter. But it well, was let me, just, here. Keep stalling. Keep stalling. Okay. So, but anyway, I was saying that this is the time, like, where basically all the playoff teams have been set, and so it's kind of just, like, the teams that are out of it, you know, I mean, we talked about this last week, but it's, like, I don't know, it's just it's just kind of a funny time. I mean, I personally, I know that there's takes that the, the, the regular season should be shorter, but I don't like that. But we no, hold on. We talked about this. See, this is what I'm talking about. We already talked about this last. This week. is what you're talking we about. Did. We did. I'm trying to about. stall. Josh, hurry up. I take what I is... take a minute to go look at for a tweet no. that I can't find, and Luke's talking about something that we've already covered. But yeah. no, but he's well, like he also just rambling over it. He's like I know. Well, I'm trying to stall here. I did. Luke. I did. I did say stall. So that's my fault. Uh, I didn't anyway. find the tweet. 
There are a lot of Swedish players in the NHL, and yes. a lot of them are very good. That's we'll just end it there. Yeah, um, we're just we're just kind of uh, buying time here because Luke and I have been focusing on a lot of our own in, uh, uh, projection, like a lot of modeling the last like couple weeks or last week. Yes, specifically. you guys have been doing the contract model, the yeah. playoff model, just like starting to tune it up. I know when yeah, I was it, we we haven't really been following hockey that as closely. So Sean, give us a rundown of what happened the last week, please. <laughs> Tell um, us everything. I mean, I kind of missed some of it, too, because uh, I went out to Boston on Saturday. Nick Foligno had his, like, 1,000th game ceremony, yada, yada. Um, oh, Matthew's got his 50th goal. Dreisaitl got his 50th Matthew's got goal. his 50th goal, like, last week. Oh, Engvall scored. That's good. Um, <laughs> Dreisaitl got his 50th goal. Zegris yeah. did the... Uh, did the uh, Svechnikov again? The, the Miss Michigan. I don't know why that. I called. refuse to call it the Michigan. It's, it's, I always could just everyone always used to call it a lacrosse goal. So I don't know why that just it got changed. It got changed. The NHL on Sveshnikov. TNT introduced yeah. their advanced algorithm to predict faceoff percentages. Do you see that? I saw that. That was a while around. ago. That was you haven't been seeing ago. these. The well, faceoff percentage ones. I know, but it was a it. I think it was the introduction. It was of on it. a broadcast. No, it's been broadcast. on broadcast for like no, a couple Sean, of weeks now. Quiet, Sean. It absolutely <laughs> has been. No, I'm not going to be no. quiet. Uh, it was. Well, it was. I'm. I'm specifically referring to a situation that occurred where they had it on the uh, Golden Knights Kraken game, and they spent a while, like kind of, like, I don't know, a minute or two explaining what it was, and then the faceoff prediction came up, and it was fifty fifty. <laughs> 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 which is what I was saying. I'm looking at the top of Reddit but right now. To, here's to here's the thing with those is like you could put up anything and like I don't think anybody would have an opinion really to like check it on you. Like, uh, you could yeah. just put oh, up yeah. random like if this if it's not working for whatever reason like that night like the model's not working like you could just put up random numbers and like yeah, yeah. you could just say okay well what is their their face out percentage this year just take well that it's also versus, funny because you know. it's like that's like I mean that I, I just didn't ever think anyone cared about that like I, I think here's my stance on it it's like at the end of the day like an individual face-off well yeah outside of maybe like the ends of games or whatever like on a six and on five situation like when everybody's really dialed into like an offensive zone face-off at the end like maybe i get that i think it's just really like an introduction to like try to implement some of these stats and like these different ideas and like going like full throttle with like i don't know I don't know what, what you could come up with, like, really, that's, like, real time. Like, maybe throwing out, like, entries and exit data and all this other stuff, like, while the game's going on would be interesting. But I think, like, throwing also... this at, like, an uneducated audience, like, right away would be kind of bad. So it's, like, I think it's, like, a way to ease in. It's something that everybody can relate to. Like, it's a stationary event. So for the casual fan, I think that's really important. Um, it's something that everybody can understand. Like, I get the thinking behind it. But as like an avid fan, like I couldn't care less about it. I don't even look yeah. up at well, it. Well, and I think the one thing I think would be interesting is they definitely could implement some kind of live like expected goal percentage for like shots. Like just on replay, they would show like, oh, this by, by this model, you have like, oh, this had a percentage of you know goal for this or whatever. Like that seems like something that is while it's complicated. Well, any of these are going to be very complicated behind the scenes. Like even if like you know, live tracking, like player tracking stuff like this is going to be a complicated model, more or less, that you're not going to really explain the, in, the inner workings of. But showing, like, an expected goal probability on a shot, I think, would be something that wouldn't be yeah. too hard to really say anything about or talk about on a broadcast. But No, but it's, yeah. like, one step at a time here, I guess. Yeah. No, I know, I know. I was mostly making a joke Many about Many broadcasts want to do that. Hey, we're, we got some data. Yeah. So we got a model for expected goals if you, uh, you know, want to reach out. We can yeah, provide, let us let us know. Let us know. Uh, <laughs> also, but anyway, as an as a Formula One fan, I think Amazon's behind this, and it's like as a yes, Formula yeah. One fan, um, we've seen this before with the tire graphics. Real ones know what I'm talking about. I I don't know. I've I heard F1. about that. Is like they're predicting like where like life. They're not on, like predicting like, tire life. like estimating like current tire life, and it's just like it's ludicrous. And it's... that seem is that something that like F1 that Formula One fans want to know about? Oh, absolutely. That'd be like one of the most important things to know. So really? that's actually something that's on topic there, but it's like it's just like a ridiculously hard task to do. And yeah. um, I, I, I think just, the mo- that would be a very difficult modeling problem. They ended up like take, <laughs> they ended up taking it off like the the broadcast because it was yeah. just like it added no usefulness. Yeah. 
at the end. Oh, but yeah, I, and the Zegras thing was the whole, that was like then. Well, then was there was the Jay fighting Beagle went thing. after him and like the, com- the, the Arizona commentators. No, it was Terry. Were, or Beagle went after well, Terry. Well, he, he cross-checked Zegras and then like went after Terry. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I, okay, he didn't get any supplemental you. discipline for that, too, which is no, like ridiculous. No. It's absurd. <laughs> well, and I, this is the thing also. It's like, I mean, we I kind of voiced this. We hadn't really talked about it, but I'm, I'm not sure what you're – we don't need to talk about fighting, but uh, that's just kind of the thing tweet, is it, yeah. it's just like, I don't know. It's just dumb. It's like I don't enjoy watching that at all, and I get it like if it's if it's kind of an emotional – point in the game and the players are you know obviously like that's the whole reason is they're policing themselves kind of thing in these situations but you know if it's like but it it wasn't like that though no i know i'm saying that if it is like that i can understand where there's tempers are boiling up whatever and they want to like you know i don't necessarily i don't really enjoy it but that i understand but like if it's you know jay beagle cross-checking uh, you know, a, a skilled player in the back, and then immediately going after the other most skilled player on the on the Ducks. Like Jay Beagle is awful, and like <laughs> you know, it's like he's really not good right a- anymore. I mean, I think I, I'd have to go look, but like he's one of our lower projected players in terms of like the win probability models. Which is well, we were just talking about him last week. I think about it. He was he's good in the face off circle, and he yeah. doesn't do anything else. Basically. Yeah, but it's kind of like that. Those players, and it's just like. I don't know. Personally, I would rather roster spots be taken up with more like talented. I, I don't know. I don't want to say it that way, but like you know what I mean. It's like I think having much higher quality hockey would be. I would. I think that that would lead to higher quality hockey than if you have to have a roster spot taken up by, you know. But also, it's the Coyotes, right? Like they're not. Yeah, in a I know position that. Where they, I I think <laughs> it's more not necessarily about the player. It's more about the response and how like it's just like okay in the nhl for players to kind of go after like i don't know i guess that he did didn't he get like a misconduct um yeah I think but in like, the game he got no yeah. self-mental discipline I'm yeah there's sure no, he, like, no I, I know i know so i'm not <laughs> saying that but it's it's just like the whole thing was just stupid all around and then there was no supplemental dis- discipline which is even more dumb so i don't know it was i mean i get why like they're upset. Like we had we had this issue. Not to like ever bring up my like junior hockey experience. We had this issue, exact issue in juniors, um, where Brandon Sajan did the lacrosse goal and we we're up like seven nothing or something, right? And it was just like the opportunity was right. He did it, and like immediately, like he ended up sort of like regretting and apologizing for it, and like everybody like moves on. But, like, a coach will deal with it if they feel like it's dealt with. And you're also dealing with teenagers at that point. Like, yeah. Jay Beagle's a grown man. And yeah. he is clearly embarrassed. But it's like, you just have to deal with that. Like, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, but when you're in your 30s, like, to try to, like, bully Troy Terry's, like, 24. And Zegris is, what, like, 20? Like, to try to yeah. bully, like, these 20-year-olds because you'd be unemployed if it weren't for the money laundering scheme that is the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> would, no, no, no. I mean, that's the that's the thing at the end of the day, right? Like, he would be unemployed well, without the Arizona Coyotes. I'm not, oh. I'm not confirming or de- I'm not confirming it's the true. money laundering scheme. It's true. Scheme, it's okay. Sean, Sean's <laughs> it's, doing a bit. it's definitely a money yeah. laundering scheme. Like, what multi-million dollar organization doesn't pay their taxes? I don't, I don't know. But whatever. When they move we to Houston, it, everybody will. We do not, we do not condone this. Uh, these, these are not opinions of it's the a, Bowling it's Hockey a LLC. <laughs> This um, is Sean, Sean Ferris's own opinion. Yes, and his, his opinion is not wait, represent. You wait for the Katie Strang article to come out. I guarantee <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't. It would not I'm, surprise no. me, but I'm saying that this is not just to make it clear that this is not. This is. It's Sean a hypothesis a based on <laughs> facts. On <laughs> facts. Yeah, but okay. no, it's it's kind of. I was going to say. I think the parallel parallel here. It reminds me of like baseball, right? In with people kind of showboating, like bad flips and all that stuff. Or well, there was the whole Tatis, right? Yeah. Uh, for what is it? Fernando Tatis. Fernando Tatis hit a grand slam on a three zero pitch when they were up by like nine runs in like the eighth inning. I don't know if people are baseball fans and like I, I know this he, exact situation. I'm not a baseball yeah. And fan, he basically so. kind of he swung on a three zero pitch that was right down the middle. Like, which is kind of against the unwritten rules, right? It's kind of the same thing in hockey. Like we're what, seeing. What was thing. the score of the Coyotes game when it was like that? five nothing? It was five yeah. nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's like I mean I don't know. I think that and and kind of what we've seen in baseball is that 
people are kind of like, well, I mean, yeah, why wouldn't he swing at that? It's kind of how my 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 thought is with the you know if the Zegers goal is like, well, if the opportunity's there, if they're not defending, like that's on the Coyotes. Like that's not, I don't. If the opportunity's there to try a lacrosse goal and there's there was literally no one there, like he had so much room to skate behind the net and score, and the goalie was completely out of position, and it's just like. <laughs> I don't know, like, if it's my same feeling. is like, if that's opportunities there, you take it. Like, well, you, and, you know, and this is the other thing is, like, you know, when players, like, their contracts are dependent on goals. Yeah. And if there's goals, like, what are they supposed to do, just not score? Yeah, well, that was the same thing that came up in the baseball. I mean, it's, like, not – but it's, like, if – like, in that situation, it's, like, well, it makes sense for players to try all the time. And I would say that's probably a pretty stand- – well, I don't want to – I don't know this, but I would assume that most coaches – I mean, even – I. I don't know, like, it's, yeah, it's it's not, it's very rare, but even a 5-0 lead, right, is, like, not completely, um, Yeah, it's not that know. uncommon. A 5-0 yeah. lead against the Arizona Coyotes yeah. is completely I'm, safe. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying that it's still, like, that mentality. It's I still think hockey. Is, it's still hockey, and so, I don't know, this, we've been going on long enough yeah, about well, it. Should we just take was, a break? Should we just go to break? Oh, Already? I don't know. Are we, Already? Wow. What else do we have to talk about? There's nothing else to talk about. We, <laughs> we can't go, Okay, well... We can always talk about Bergeron. Uh, no, we we still got a, a little. <laughs> what about what about Bergeron? Have you looked at like his stats lately? Yeah, yeah. He he jumped up. He's at seventy percent expected goal I, share. I saw that at today. Five. five. No, it's I absurd. saw that. And like I noticed that last night, and I'm like, what in the world? No, it's so, crazy. And, and so I did a little research before this. Like obviously, that would be by far the highest. And I need to pull back up the stuff. That'd be by far the highest. Uh, expected goal share of anybody that's completed 500 minutes in a season. If you were to finish it off, who's the lowest? Let's get a, the other side of it. No, stop for a second. But he won't reach <laughs> 1,000 minutes. He won't reach 1,000 minutes this year. It's unlikely. Wait, Bergeron won't? Yeah, he's had like 750. Basically. Oh, you're talking EV. You're talking EV, even strength. Yeah, I'm talking about five on five. Okay, because he's at 1,100 all situation. But yeah, you're talking five yes. on five. Yes. And like the highest, I think we forget about Mark Edward Vlasic. So he has uh, the I, highest I expected goals share of Man, uh, any skater with so a thousand good. minutes. Then you have Zetterberg, Taze, Devin Taze last year, yeah, Pavel yeah. Dotsuk, and Austin Matthews this year. And then uh, Prime Patrice Bergeron, 11 12. He sits in sixth at a 62. 62.5%, and then Chucky's down at 7th overall right now. That's for all seasons. For anyone who didn't. Yeah, for this season at uh, 60, <laughs> 62.3. I mean, that. here's the thing is that Boston line is just insane. Like, they have been for many years. But it's not the same and, line anymore. You're not following? No, I'm not. Hold on. Just give me. This is the thing. That hasn't been a thing for a bit. Has it not been? I no, been like before. for a while now. Uh, it, it's it, it's it, been it, Hall with Halla and Pasternak and Bergeron and Marshawn are playing with DeBrusque. Yeah, which is why the last episode or two I I got in trouble for saying their combo because Bergeron and DeBrusque have been absurd together in this small well, amount and, of time. And so I'm looking at our lines data. So the combos, Marshawn, DeBrusque, Bergeron has played 152 minutes uh, at 5-on-5, five five, and their X, 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 XG... Expected goals for percentage is 77.6 <laughs> while they're on the ice together. Does it look like that, Sean? Have you been watching the games? Have, does it look like they are that dominant? You just, like, know. Like, you just don't even have to question it. Are they know. ever in the defensive zone? I mean, like, do they, are they? <laughs> Rarely. Rarely. Yeah. I mean, can you, like, and then what? Because what's the McAvoy pair right now? Is it? Well, it keeps changing. Tonight, he's with Grizzlick. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I mean, like, imagine, I was just... Well, it was funny. I was looking at kind of like on ice matchups this season, so, and like just recently, and like it was really funny seeing like all like the the differential from like opponent, like basically like with the net difference in like line strength. I think it was like yeah, it was this like like the Bergeron whatever, whenever Bergeron or McAvoy or Marshan are on the ice. And whenever and then versus whenever they're playing Detroit, <laughs> that was essentially what it was. It's like every game that they played, there was like it was an insane like talent gap there. I mean, at least from like kind of our like kind of projections. And uh, I I just don't know like with Bergeron like that's another like modeling kind of question because it's like I mean they're just like so dominant that it's just like at this point there's very th- few. Th- well, it's not a modeling question. I'm, I guess I'm saying that it's more of like this is just an 
I don't think we've seen something like this where it's been so consistently Bergeron, like that line is going to be good. Like every single year, they are good. And it's just been kind of wild to see, I guess. I think and it's... the other thing... Go ahead. First. Go ahead. Oh, I was... You, you go, <laughs> Sean, because I, I have something to say. I was going to say, I mean, line. probably like the old Detroit Red Wings were of that with like Pablo yeah. Dasuk. Yeah, because like, those are kind of peers, like those two guys. Yeah, um, Datsuk probably better than Bergeron. If we're I mean, honest, those Red Wings but... teams were insane. Zetterberg and Lidstrom and Datsuk. Right, and oh, those yeah. are at the top of everything. Yeah, yeah. So but it's like... to to uh, on the on the flip side, on the or I guess on the kind of the gar or the goalkeeper replacement side, Bergeron is currently his defensive season among all forwards since 2007. He's third this season. So the only two, and he's only played 60 games. I don't know. Is he how how many games has he missed this year? I'm trying to remember. Like. Eight. Eight or so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, I think so. So he's currently on pace to have the best defensive season since 2007 per our GAR model. The only two currently that are above him are Miko Koivu's 17-18 season um, uh, and then da- Datsuk's 2009-2010 uh, season are the two that are above Bergeron right now, and Bergeron's only at 60 games. So his pace right now is would be, put him as the best even-strength defensive GAR season uh, um, for any forward, which is kind of just... In the modern era. In the modern era, I guess. Since 2007, <laughs> which is just an insane thing to think about. Now, those other seasons, we are very familiar with Mingo Koivu's 2017-2018 season where he was didn't win the Selkie, which is the I still hold the biggest snub of any award in the last 10 years, maybe longer. Um, and <laughs> and Koivu never won a Selkie, and I don't know if we say that enough on the podcast. We say it enough on Twitter, but we don't say it enough on the podcast, and it's absurd. But Bergeron is insane, and... It's kind of like one of those things where I don't know how he keeps getting away with it because you, you like it's like he's thirty six and he's a UFA, so I don't know what that where, where that's going to lead to. They're gonna they got to resign him. I mean, they can't. Well, yeah, he's he's a Bruin for his whole career. There's, I mean, yeah, but it is kind of an interesting thing because just a little sneak peek. Uh, well, I'm not a sneak peek, but I've been doing our contract projection work or working on the model the last week or two, and uh, um, yeah, Bergeron's name is there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty mad He's, though the other day like the guy in the parking garage like stopped me so patrice bergeron could go in front of me i was really <laughs> upset about that i'm still yeah. i'm gonna be upset about that for a while <laughs> so i don't want to say too many nice things about him <laughs> i mean so like i mean seriously though like you know he he's a hall of famer right at this point oh yeah right i would like bergeron i would assume but i also don't nobody understands how that process works I know it is true. I did look into it, and it's like there's like 18 people or something, and they're on this like council that like decides. It's like really weird. It's like I was so you know we talk. I think it's been a while, but like I think in in the MLB, it's the journalists that vote, and which seems to me to make sense uh, that you would have a you know group of people you know like journalists. Same thing with the you know uh, voting on the awards, but it's very odd to me that there's that's not how it works for the uh, hockey hall of fame uh or the N- is it the nhl hall of fame or is it the hockey hall of fame it's the hockey I don't hall know. of fame and toronto yeah. in toronto yeah, yeah, yeah. toronto yeah I, um, I don't i don't know anything about the hall of fame and i but anyway I, like i was just go. gonna we say like go. i think like the uh, current yeah, I mean, it's fun. like current active players probably ovechkin i mean the easy two are ovechkin and crosby right that are still and active. I, I think you could fairly certain, uh, almost certainly, say McDavid will also be in yes. there. But I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends. I get goalies too are another thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. Like how many how many players out of a like um you know like a five year span make it into the Hall of Fame? These are things that we should have researched. Luke just decided to start talking about the Hall of Fame here. I don't well, know. I was just I looking. You're <laughs> talking about total active players. I think there's probably like ten active players. So pick yeah. out of that pool. Well, I mean, Chara, I think I think Chara, Chara is probably, right. probably gonna. Charles definitely. I don't know. Yeah. He's like basically not active. He's, he's on the island right now. Yeah. Well, and he's <laughs> having a really bad season too. So yeah, I think this I is know. finally his last. It probably it probably is his last. He's what forty five. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think that? so. I think so. It's so funny how in two thousand point. I think in was it two thousand seven? He was thirty, or was yeah. it two thousand eight? <laughs> Or something. It's just like when you go back and look at like I don't think we have a, a season of Chara being under thirty in the data in <laughs> like that. It shows modern modern data. But yeah, um, I was gonna say I think the other one I think the one I would say is Anze Kopitar. That's the player that I think is really under the radar still. Uh, well, he's from he, a, he those Kings teams. He's got the the rings too. He right? does. So so I don't know. That it's it's clearly Ovechkin, Crosby, Chara, um, 
and then I think, can we consider Yager still active? <laughs> Yager definitely needs to. Make I, the I have a hunch that probably a few of the players on either the um on like the Kings or Blackhawks from those like mid twenty yeah, teams. Are in. Yeah, yeah like, like, like why? I mean, Patrick, John, I think Patrick yeah. Kane and Jonathan Taze are probably both in, and I would guess Dow- Dowdy and Kopitar too are like the two and our, from those and are the Keith. Four, like now we're now we're like extending like the list to like players that probably don't. It can't be it. Keith. Keith and Kane can't. I I Taves. But I you're, understand, but you're also forgetting like their peak though was like really good, and I so know there's a was. question of whether yeah. it, peak versus like durability. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, this is the classic baseball, uh, you know, debate of the the Jaws metric. I don't know, Sean, are you familiar with that? No. Um, which is the J- Jaffe? I don't know. It's a, it's it's basically it's just taking like a seven year span of war as the player's peak. So like the best seven year period for a player, and then that's what you use to then compare players for Hall of Fame uh, consideration. Yeah. So it's looking at peaks rather than like if a player like, you know, I mean, there was this whole like. Uh, Keith Yandel debate, you know, and like Chara kind of playing well into his like forties, where it's like that is really hurting him in overall but value. The, I mean, like, the, the the clear like baseball comparison right now is is Pujols, who's been playing forever, and he was one of the best players of his generation when he played for the um, Cardinals, right? I don't want to get yeah. this wrong, and for his whole almost every year from when he came into the league until he was like I don't know fifteen years later, and then. He got traded to the um, to the Angels, and he was horrible, and he was really bad, and he's still playing, and he just signed another contract. And but it's like that idea is like, well, you shouldn't look at him as like the later player, but what he did when he was like really in his peak. But anyway, we're kind of rambling here. I do think now we should probably take a break. <laughs> um, we could have had this in part two and then wrapped it up into a quick, you know, tidy tidy bit of work there. <laughs> well, that was you. You you let us down this path. I bro. know. I was trying to find con- and then it just I was like, we haven't talked about the Hall of Fame. But I do think that it should <laughs> it does need to be reformed so it's the journalists who vote on it. Or some type of like, I don't know. That sounds scary too. Like I know we're gonna go to break here, but like Steve Simmons, like voting on the Hall of Fame sounds like a horrible idea. It's better than some clandestine organization that meets in the dark. Who knows? And, Maybe and that clandestine organization is and... actually good. I don't know. I, I know that mean. like the writers. <laughs> it's suck. like a secret society. I don't. I know. think. Oh, okay. look up. I'm sorry. We'll, we're, that we're, we're gonna like, break yeah. and then we can we're, find we can find something else to talk about after. Okay. This. We're bookending this segment with ta- with mince pronunciating <laughs> words and, and not understanding spelling or it, where, what words. I mean. use that right. I'm I'm happy you, with you my did clandestine. Yeah. That's a good word. Correct. I know it is not, a good word. Not right. Correctly. It's use a, it correctly. You I was asking there. for affirmation <laughs> that I said it correctly. Okay, it doesn't matter. All right, we're going to break. Our right, sponsor right. needs to needs to deliver an important yeah, message. Take us to break, Sean. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're going to break. I tried to take okay. us to break, so now we're right. really going. The Evolving Hockey Podcast is brought to you by EvolvingHockey.com, your home for advanced NHL statistics on the web. When you become a subscriber to EvolvingHockey.com, you gain access to such evaluation tools as NHL Goals Above Replacement, regularized adjusted plus minus skater contract projections visualizations charts and much more visit evolving-hockey.com slash login today to become a subscriber welcome back thank you so much to our sponsor i know i said i would stop doing that or whatever uh the sponsor stop we love the sponsor yeah I don't know. We need to eventually get a sponsor on. Maybe my um, the secret I'd share with you. Maybe we can get that as a as a sponsor on here. Don't, yeah. don't share to, with anybody. Yet, I'm not ready. Yet to, to be released. I don't think has anyone reached out to sponsor us. Uh, no one has. No, there's, we been a, there's been a few. There's been a few. Yeah. We're not gonna. Why don't we put it out there? Let's put it out there right now. If you are interested in sponsoring the Evolving Hockey Podcast, which, as you know, is a fantastic show, we would really do a great job with uh, your advertisement placement on the show, with sponsoring you. Uh, We'll throw some great music behind it. Which yeah. Also, we... you know, if you got, I don't know how much time we're going to have, but if you have a podcast and you want some music, we also make music. We made all the music for this podcast. We are music majors. I was a composition major in college, and we have made lots of music. So we also would potentially be open to making music for podcasts. Yeah. So if you if you either are looking to sponsor a podcast or would like music for your own podcast or for other work that could potentially just be music for anything, reach out to us. Uh, Josh at EvolvingHockey.com, Luke at EvolvingHockey, support at EvolvingHockey. You can DM us on Twitter. 
getting yeah. out of the way while Sean's watching the Leafs game. Yeah, right doing now. a plug. No. This movie <laughs> is the Bruins. I don't think people outside of Boston talk enough about how gross Matt Grizzlick is at skating. Like, he just, at least once a game, I'm just, like, shocked he could do something. But, um, anywho. Oh, I'm like, is that in, like, a good way or a bad way? Yeah. That's a good, that's a, well, actually, okay. it's a good thing if you're Matt Grizzlick. It's a bad thing if you're a potential four checker. Because uh, you, so he's good at skating. Critical. He's good at yes. skating. You're saying yes, because I because there is a possibility you're talking that he is he looks bad when if he's he was skating. a bad <laughs> skater. He wouldn't have the numbers that he does. Yeah, I mean, I think that who? Okay, quick, quick. Who who do you think is the best defensive skater, like defenseman skater in the league? That uh, you know, based on your eye test, the most like, pleasant. That's a lot. Watching. That's a very like lengthy question i probably don't have the expertise to like measure that either like yeah, I don't, who's I'm, like uh, who's considered like the best skating defenseman right now i don't think the there's league. like a there is necessarily one i think like kale mccarr that's the one i was gonna say like the easy one to say um he skates like to the puck but i don't know too. yeah i was gonna say like i don't know if really yossi's gonna count there he's a very good at skating with the puck but like in terms of like all-around skater skills like his ability to like move i guess yeah because uh, like a lot of i feel like a lot of defensemen that's not really where they like i don't know is mcavoy a fantastic skater or is he more position based or like uh he's like too thick to be like a good skater <laughs> he's a good skater I, he's just like to i'm gonna be throw like, i'm gonna i'm gonna throw out uh jared spurgeon no. into that mix too <laughs> have you, you've never watched jared spurgeon play a single minute in the nhl so i, you know, I have gonna... i literally watched well part of like the wild game last night <laughs> it's really tough to sit it. through a whole minnesota wild game it's rough yeah okay like, anyway like, maybe adam fox or quinn hughes might be in there too i'm, I'm i don't know again like, probably not yeah. like you don't I, think so? I think i think it's probably kale mccarr yeah it, it, it is kale mccarr probably i think it probably is but that's but, too easy though but that was like i remember when klingberg was like at his peak and he used to walk the line like walk the blue line like he was just really good that's at a little i guess that. it but depends on what different. Kind of, it's different kale, like i would say kale like, kale just like Kale's another animal, though. Yeah, like, Kale he's used like, to literally just, he's just skate a forward at the uh, Mullen Center, just end to end, like over and over again, like for no reason whatsoever. Like that's all <laughs> he went to college, and like that's what he did in his free time was like just skate, and yeah. like just developed his skating, and it was it's just insane. It's yeah, but Grizzlick's an interesting player. He's kind of that. Uh, well, Luke and I was just because we're clearly wild fan, clearly wild bias. Is he's that Jared Spurgeon type that he's good at everything, um, and he's better at. He's one of the few players in the top in the last. Uh, let's see, what did I just do a filter of on EvolvingHockey.com? The last three seasons, this season included, um, um, Grizzlick is twenty seventh among d- defensemen in total XGAR. Um, but he's one of the few defensemen I see here who has a higher um, EV defensive uh, rating than offensive rating. Which is kind of his. The next one, let's see. Oh, Chris Tanev. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise <laughs> Chris, me. Chris Tanev is not particularly hasn't. He's been fine offense. Well, he's been him. Uh, some of the other players. Heiskanen is kind of in there. McAvoy also. Uh, Spurgeon. Um, so defensemen are really interesting in that way because they're not. Uh, you kind of have. The, I mean, well, it's not actually that interesting if you actually think about it. It's easier, I think, for defensemen to be defensively good because that's what they're name is right. well and they're in the defensive zone a lot good more. i would say defensive impact maybe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right well that's like when you sort by like defense on the site it's always essentially like like this year is a good example like this is a weird season but like you usually have like maybe one or two forwards who are like the top like maybe in the top 10 maybe top five in terms of overall defensive ability or defensive impact um or value added and Bergeron is there, but usually it's like ten defensemen is kind of what that ends up looking yeah. like. So you got to filter out the defensemen to look for the selkie, which is like brings us to the other. You know, we haven't talked about this much, but the uh, the idea of a selkie for defensemen, I think, would be something yeah. that. Uh, oh, who uh, just mentioned that? Uh, it was, was it Chris? Chris? I think yeah, Chris Yolo. Uh, he was talking about it, and it's something that I think they should definitely have, but they they don't. Uh, for they should just name yeah, it. Yeah, but the I, don't, I, I don't think award. that award was going is going to go well. Why? I think I don't think. Like the perception of defensive ability really lines up with like maybe what's actually defensive ability, and also I think we're like super far away from being able to like properly measure defense. Maybe if that's I think a, we're properly measuring it. I just think that there's it could be better. I think it could be, yeah, everything could always I think be yeah. Better. I, I, with this, I should yeah. say properly because you're going yeah. off of yeah. events, but like you know what I'm saying. Like it's 
definitely more difficult to measure and then check yourself too on defense as opposed to offense. Well, it's and offense, very hard to o- offense. You have like poise and different things that can kind of like I guess back you up in like your assertions, where you just don't have that necessarily with defense. Like goals against yeah. would not be very good to look at to like match up to no. defense. No. So no, we never did get into that about um looking at. Somebody asked us the we had I don't know a couple last week or something. Now the new thing that uh, a lot of people were doing, I guess I hadn't seen this until our awards started like a week or two ago, was that a lot of people who don't uh, who are trying to argue that Matthew shouldn't be considered as good as he is is that he's got kind of higher on ice goals against numbers. He's a really high we goals against yeah number. yeah. Which is uh, I did say I was going to write something about it, but we've been very um uh, very. I don't busy. know if we're going to have time. To I <laughs> I was I thought I might be able to take a break and write something about it because it's something that. I, I think that that is that notion, which kind of goes hand in hand, is the same type of thing as like why plus minus is not very good um, for other reasons. But that was one of the, the early like and when I say early, I mean, like 10 years ago was one of the early kind of arguments among the early like the early founders of or foundation of, of hockey stats was like the idea that plus minus and on ice goals against were really bad metrics in valuing defense. Um, well, and skaters and overall. Skaters, too. that's what I mean. Skaters overall, but specifically like on ice goals against was had been kind of used as a way to ve- measure defensive ability. Um, but because of Matthew's very high on ice goals against numbers this year, that seems to have become a thing, a talking point among people arguing in um, opposition to like Matthews as like a top, you know, maybe like a Selkie finalist or something like that, which is. I meant to. I was going to, and then we've just been too busy, and I haven't been able to get to it. It may be. It'd be something good because there was a lot of work done, like a lot of articles. Oh yeah, people argued. This is like one of the found founding debates of hockey statistics was the downfall of plus minus, which is mostly based wow. on uh, goals against for skaters being a completely useless metric, and also um, the team impact that plus yeah. minus doesn't remove. Yeah, there's so. a lot of problems with plus minus, but the probably the biggest one is that. On ice goals against are um, really skaters. There's nothing to support that skaters have any control over whether or not, like, or they can impact whether a shot becomes a goal or not. Like, in terms of becomes an actual goal. Like, yeah, they rather can, they have control over the types of shots that are allowed. Yes, against their and how many shots are allowed. That's like what skaters idea, yeah. generally. The this is what pretty much has been like decided, and and what most people use in the hockey stick community is. They use shots like Corsi against and expected goals against because goals against is just it. Well, first of all, if you just look at it from a repeatability standpoint, like if you look at from one season to the next, looking at correlations for every player for every two season pairs, it's completely unrepeat, like not repeatable. It's basically just noise, um, and that is not the case with. Corsi against and expected goals against, and then like even goals. All the offensive metrics are, are fairly repeatable as well. well. What I was saying is that somebody asked us like, is there say like a player has like eight thousand minutes or something? Like, is at what point does that become like okay? There is maybe some signal there to like their well, defensive was a, value. That was the question with with Eric Carlson. That was a thing back in the day too, yeah. where people would say Carlson isn't as good as these shot metrics are saying because he's played 6,000 minutes and has this number of goals against while he's on the ice. So that clearly has to be something going on there. But then it's like, if you look at the goalies that they're playing in front of, it's the same thing with Toronto this season is that like the goalies for Toronto have been bad and they've had really rough stretches recently. And Austin Matthews, I was looking into this. He's like, has the second, I think second lowest, Corsi against per 60 and expected goals against per 60 and the second highest goals against per 60 on the Maple Leafs. And it's just a really weird distribution there. I just think it's, it's really um, something (laughs) that's kind of an oddity uh, I think there. And that's, but goals against again is, you know, when you've played in front of those goalies that that, like, especially during these really bad streaks, like, yeah, that's going to get, you know. <laughs> well, it also goes both ways, too. It's on the flip side of players who are playing in front of, like, a really, really good goalie, mm-hmm. right? That then yeah, they, yeah. they then look better. It's funny when you actually look at goals against numbers, because we haven't done it in a while, but we were looking at it again, and you get some really weird names that are like, what? <laughs> like, this doesn't make any sense. And that's mostly because it's pretty much all noise. But, I don't know, Sean, you were looking like you were going to say something. I don't know. You got. I was gonna try to just stop the the old Luke <laughs> ramble, but I think it might have been like too late. 
<laughs> I mean, you know what? There, there's something here, here. to there's something to like signal, right? And what I mean by signal is the difference between goals and expected goals. There's a little bit of mix of like just variance and lock and model being somewhat wrong, and then like there's a signal to like a player to be able to control that and like i think maybe there's a small signal there on both sides but i don't think there's any means of being able to understand that signal at least for like goals against yeah and yeah. I, that I think there's 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 potentially a possibility where if, if you're able to control like say with the additional player tracking metrics like i don't know maybe there's some way that you could then find goals against in some form to be somewhat but no you still need to make an ex- i know expect goals it would model, I, I i'm just saying that there's i guess a potential where like down the line maybe there's something that we can use but it I probably don't. wouldn't be evaluation of how people, good people are just trying to send things like 10 yeah. years back because they're upset i know they, well and it's, it's specifically i think because of i mean i don't want to i mean i it's because Matthews plays for Toronto and he is really, really good. And now there's people who are coming after it like that. I, I think, think it's an really interesting it conversation is. to bring back up and like, maybe it would be nice to like share like a lot of the old work because maybe some people like that are new yeah. to it, the community's grown. Oh yeah. Like aren't as aware of like how extensive yeah. these conversations were like five years ago. Not even. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Well, and a it lot was... of people, a lot of the people who are having them have been hired and are no longer in the public. Like I think who did have them. Yeah. Right? I think yeah. Tolsky was one of the original, it was <laughs> Eric Tolsky. I, I want to say David the Johnson original, yeah. And... It, the original debate i think was with like i think Tyler it was dello i dello think was... and dan and, and johnson i think and um and tolsky and dawson I think, were... dawson and dawson yeah. and johnson dawson springings and um is it david johnson yeah uh, that haymaker back in uh <laughs> was like it was like my freshman year of college like tw- winter 2017 maybe I, or 20 yeah i think or 2016 that, around there that was a good one and like i think a lot of this was <laughs> there's stuff about like chris russell too and I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I think it was oh. that I see percentage. And so, like, the oh, idea yeah, was, yeah. well, like, Chris Russell has had, like, this positive impact on relative save percentage for three consecutive seasons. And so there must be a signal there was, like, the yeah. idea. And, like, Chris yeah. Russell, since going to Edmonton, was a disaster, right? And, like, that didn't keep yeah. up. And it's like, well, I could flip a coin on heads, like, ten times in a row. It doesn't mean I'm a good coin flipper. Yeah. Yes. Right? And, and, yeah, there – if anyone, I mean, we have a, we have some links in our the third part of our war write up. Um, that is one of the reasons why, like we we've had this question come up, and maybe we should have seen this coming a little bit. Is that we had people asking us mo- a little bit more than normal why we don't have like in our like our wrap charts and numbers we don't have on ice goals against for for skaters as a defensive metric, and we explain that in the third part of our and why we that why we didn't use that for the defensive ratings in our war model. Um, we kind of explain that in part three about halfway through, and I have some links to a couple articles. The ones that are still around are like our hockey, older hockey graphs articles from Garrett um, Hole, but also uh, Travis Yost had a couple. But yeah, it was, I think it's funny to think about it from this very different time, like in 2014, 2013 hockey stats on Twitter, because there was a lot more f- like debates, and there were like people were. People would get really into it. Oh yeah, um, people. Was, oh, they'd get heated. Yeah, it, it would get. Heated. It would be good. And then you'd have articles that would then summarize all of these debates, and a lot of them. So a lot of the stuff that's still around was directly in response to the debates that were going on in Twitter and forums, and like kind of among the community. But the community was so much smaller then that it felt like this kind of smaller little bubble that you didn't have people who were maybe new. It was kind of established people who were working on these things for a while who a lot of these people are now all hired by teams yeah but, and that's the thing is a lot of this you can't go back and find it again because yeah most of i i'd say like 75 percent of the people who were involved in these debates uh got hired or are no longer like active and yeah uh, they then <laughs> deleted all their tweets and all their articles and you can't really go read these anymore but it was a it was a very funny because yeah, the, back with the Chris Russell, that also was with the block shots thing. Yeah, where block shots used to be a huge argument in the in the hockey stats community because then the, you know people would be flipping. Same thing with I don't know. It's just it's funny to think back on all these things and like how now no one ever talks about them, but like they yeah, were huge issues. They're and, starting to trickle back into the conversation. And Luke and I, we went uh, back and forth with somebody on Twitter about it, just kind of trying to explain. And I think it is it now. It's been so long since we've had to like talk about it because it's become part of the understanding, I guess, among the community. That then I had to kind of remind myself of like how to explain this to maybe somebody who 
is new and thinks about like, oh, well, if you're on the ice and you're like, of course, the skaters have impact on goalies allowing goals. Um, and it's a kind of a it's a bit of a there. You do have to kind of look, think about it in a way that um, is it's I, I hadn't thought it's about nuanced. it in a while. I guess it's, it's like nuanced. a nuance. It it's it not is. as simple as it seems like. But it you can be. also just say if a player plays in front of a bad goalie. Right. That's pretty simple to just say, well, that's not really the, is the skater. The, the reason for the goals I mean like I don't know I, I think you can also just phrase it that way and say well Jack Campbell was has been was terrible for a stretch there and Matthews just happened to play a lot of time so he was on the ice for those goals I mean that's not too hard but I don't know I might end up actually writing it um, and doing some more research just because it hasn't been revisited in a while and I think doing it from a data standpoint um, would be pretty good to just to show how these things still hold up um, and why the reasons why these were debated so heavily in the past um, and why they still kind of hold and why we don't use goals against for skater diff- evaluation at all. But Yeah, I think, like, the crazy part, too, is, like, at that point, even, like, the tools that were being used, like, were even worse. So we, like, improved on our tools to, like, understand that, like, okay, well, like, there's definitely shot quality that exists, right? So, yeah. like, at the time, if I'm thinking about, like, when a lot of these debates happened, like, there wasn't expected goals at the time. Right. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't a thing. There were, no, there were the well, there there were, I would think that there were some of the starts, but they were really only in white papers and kind of in people's own public right. like personal use. There there were no websites that provided expected goals numbers, right? Like I think like the the first one was I believe was Corsica. Uh Corsica to Hockey Manny's Manny Perry's website. I think was that was the first website that provided uh, website that provided it, yes. Like Dawson yeah, wrote an article. Dawson's, yes. And, and, and he, he had still, like, his Twitter data account. every now and then. But Yeah, but he, he would, yeah. yeah, he had like a Google sheet. Um, and then there was uh, expected goals uh, numbers on a, on a Google sheet that would be updated periodically. But yeah, Manny yeah. was the first. And I don't slightly, think that but yeah, that would have been. And Extra Skater didn't have XG. No, Warren Ice had like the Hextily. Um, they had like scoring chances that were yeah. based on binned kind of areas on the ice. Um, which is, I believe, what Natural Statric uses pretty much for their scoring chances now. For the low, medium, high. For the low, medium, stuff, high, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, I think, yeah, it was Manny. So, yeah, a lot of these were before we even had, like, shot quality. <laughs> and honestly, though, like, shot rates against, that that was what people were looking at Corsi against. That would be how most of the time defensive ability was being measured before expectacles were commonplace in the NHL, like, stats community. Uh, and Corsi against is, yeah, it's it's probably more repeatable than expected goals against. Like, it's very surprising as time has gone on how Corsi has held up. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> and, shot attempts. Just shot attempts. Which like, makes a lot of sense because yeah, it, it really I is. I think it yeah. makes a lot of sense, like, from just because from an overall, like, probability standpoint, like, just taking more, sh- like, netting more shot attempts than your opponent is generally just because of how goals work like there's an average number of shots that will go in and it's just if you net a lot more shot attempts than your opponents you're going to have success that's just a pretty clear now obviously there's shot quality aspects that go in there but yeah i think the two things that have stuck around the longest in turn and have continued to be effective are uh shot rates (laughs) coursey and then score and venue adjustments, I would say, are the other one that was like kind of something that was um, from some of those. It, a lot of the score and venue stuff used to be like you would look at something called Corsi close. So you would do like on ice Corsi for when the score is close. So within one goal on either side or tied um, and that then um, or when just leading tied and trailing. Um, and then that kind of morphed into Micah developing the kind of much more um uh, elegant score and venue adjustment that pretty much everybody uses now. Um, and yeah, so the, it's, it's just funny the type of things that have kind of stuck around um, in public favor uh, just because they're very useful. Like, Sean, are you raising your hand? 52, you just... baby, 52. Oh, oh okay. you're talking about Matthew's scoring goals. Sean is just watching the Leafs game and not paying attention to us talking about this right now. <laughs> we're just me- we're reminiscing I'm, about Luke's on another ramble. Hey, Josh was just talking forever, too. I was, It's yeah. not my fault. I know. Sean just has a it's bit of a... It's uh, ramble. I know. Um, <laughs> I just think yes, it's, it's I, fun to... I, you know how we like... Uh, we Our war articles like 20,000 words. Like, I love, like, documenting, like, historical, like, how yeah, these things right. sequenced. And so it's inter- very interesting to me how these things kind of develop. You guys have this, like, stance, and I think it's correct, and 
that needs to be said more often where it's like if you want to get involved in hockey analytics or like just even if you're already involved like a great practice is just go back and redo stuff that's already been done oh yeah oh yeah oh, it's the best that yeah it. and i, I will i don't want to give away secrets I, yeah. but like I, I replicating will, prior work is I'll like just say that there are plenty of opportunities to go back and do like replicate eric tolsky's work when he was with broad street bullies like there's a lot of stuff there that i don't think has been revisited in a while um so like i did the uh nobody really talks about this anymore but people you always used to talk about primary points oh yeah that was yeah. a big thing back in the day where there was like drop the secondary assist that was a huge thing um, Still kind of people thing, don't really but... talk about it anymore because i think like the, the like we've gotten more like gar type models and rap models where point totals aren't really talked about but there was a big um, which I actually did replicate that maybe several years ago. Um, and I want to say that it was, it didn't hold up as well, but it still kind of was true. Um, but I, I, I actually should, I don't know. I probably have a script somewhere well, from. Wasn't well, it like that fourth. secondary assist or generally more useful than uh, primary assist for like, or generally more repeatable for prim- than primary assist for like defensemen? I don't actually remember honestly. There was a lot of like work kind of done around that that um but I don't yeah, not a lot of people it doesn't get brought up as much I think because people um for whatever reason well, Luke and I are not fans of points. If if anyone doesn't know this, uh, I don't particularly like looking at or using points for any kind of evaluation for skater or team. Um I well not team. I guess just skaters. They're useful in the aggr- like if uh, you're yeah. aggregating them into a like game score type model. Yes. Like that has been useful in various different ways. Yeah. Um like but um the one thing I will say that we've want that I wanted to do is and I I wanted to implement this is like a more robust penalty uh score adjustment type process where it's per period. I think we're going to do that when we redo our GAR model next time. Yeah, is... shout out, or not shout out, but we're, we're sneak peek here. We are going to be doing a bunch of stuff this offseason. We're already kind of starting to work on some stuff, so we will have no more. No summer vacations for you? No, oh, no, no summer, summer vacation. vacation. <laughs> our vacation I love how you say it at like, the same time, too. I know. <laughs> it's like, it seems like the vacation for us is kind of like in November. Yeah, I like, actually think that the vacation was technically probably during, I don't know, December and January, I think, is when we didn't really... We were kind of because it's like middle of the season when there's not a lot to do because everything's in process. The season's going. Well, there was a COVID um, this year too. I know. Well, yeah, that's I know. that's the other thing I was going to say is that technically I think that's when the vacation is. Like that's kind of the downtime is when the season's in the middle of it and you're not still you're not close to the beginning and you're not close to the end. You're in the middle, but then COVID happened and we it didn't really feel like a vacation because we couldn't do anything anyway. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I guess we're getting longer, but this has been a, a this feels like it's turned into a bit of a glossary series on the history of analytics. <laughs> but I will to summarize. Um, there and shout out to Meta Hockey if you're not familiar with Meta Hockey, which I think we mentioned on the on the on the podcast before. Uh, great resource for a lot of older articles about this stuff. There's some. There's it's not just white papers or like kind of higher academic type write-ups it's a lot of old blog posts that are still around um go check those out if you're interested i I think that the probably what the the foundations of hockey stats would be around shot attempts as a better evaluation of teams than kind of goals right like that's like yeah and then i think the plus minus versus and on high school save percentage thing is one of the early things that people also were doing work on and then probably like aging curves there's a lot of work that was done in aging curves in like the mid 2010s um that i i think seems to me like was a huge especially on goalie trying to evaluate goalies um from like stephen birch did a lot of like pet bugs when he was i think with what nhl numbers is that the site the old yeah site? that's um, it was taken over by the nation. Yeah, so those are kind of like some. Uh, I think some of the foundational stuff. I don't know, Sean. Maybe you remember when you were who, fifteen. That <laughs> who uh, who's keeping the database for Meta Hockey now? Do you know? Well, I I, I thought it was Prashant Prashant doing it because Katarina Wu was Pras- doing it for a bit, eh? But like she got hired by She's, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's Prashant. We could ask him. Prashant Thayer. It would just be nice to give a shout out to whoever's like personally going on and doing things. Like I I noticed like all of the articles or presentations or whatever from like Ot Hack that happened like a couple weeks ago or like already. I know we 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 had stuff going on. I I need to go. Do you know if the slides and like are the videos still? I just noticed it. I was on to like look at something else like the other day, and I just noticed like oh, there's like all these new articles yeah and slides and whatever. it was like a it was like a, I, I was bummed we had uh plans that day and couldn't watch it but i've been meaning to go rewatch it because it looked like there's some pretty cool presentations um that's the ottawa hockey analytics conference that was a uh, uh online this year um that uh, michael shuckers always 
puts on. Um, shout out to Shuckers. He's a, he's another <laughs> yeah, old shucks. time old time uh, hockey stats. One of the first one of the type models in hockey. Yeah, was, total was hockey rating Thor. Or Thor. Yeah, that was a. Uh, that's a that there's also great research. I've always wanted to go back and kind of try to replicate some of those things just to kind of get some more in, insight into. Yeah, but their... check out Meta Hockey. Uh, according to their Twitter, the site editors are Prashanth, uh, Mike Gallimore, um, and Mike Gallimore, uh, and someone who is doesn't look like they're around anymore. And then yeah, uh, Katarina Wu is still listed as a site editor. Um, so maybe they. And just then our, our 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 one of our best buds, Mike Fail, is also a site editor. Oh yeah, that's right, Mike. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, reach out to them if you have any questions. Check out Meta Hockey for some older work, and uh, you know, I don't know if you have any questions uh, on replicating stuff. It's always that's honestly like probably how we first like that's how we got into this stuff. Is just going back and trying stuff, doing new stuff with uh, old older methods. Uh, well, really yeah, and it also way. kind of will like if you're kind of working on other things, you might get new ideas about things that weren't tried at the time, or and it'll just a lot of the time it kind of gives you if you're you know if anybody is interested in like data work like this if you're maybe newer to R or Python, um, I think having something that you kind of like having a target for like a small little project that I've always found that to be very beneficial in terms of teaching me things like especially if you're doing any plotting, doing stuff like this like teaches you a lot about ggplot and like in R. But anyway, all right, that's enough history. Anyway. Uh, what time? Where are we at? We're, pr- we're about we're time. Right now. We're, we're at a yeah. very, we're at a stop here. So Sean yeah. wants to leave so he can watch the hockey game. So. That's fair. It's a it's the first round uh, matchup tonight with uh, Toronto playing Tampa. I hope so. That's gonna be. What's the score right now? Uh, they just scored. So it's two two. Okay. Who just scored? I mean, that makes a lot of sense. It's the the teams are pretty. Tampa? Uh, pretty pretty close. Yeah, but Jack um, they are very so yes. It, yeah. it, Tampa's <laughs> least put up five tonight. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> it's uh, it, that the East is gonna be uh, a slog. There's gonna be some really. There's no reason for like Western Conference final playoffs, or or I shouldn't say that. There should just be a Western Conference final with the with the Avs and the with Flames Colorado and, like, and, and just Calgary. get rid of the rest of the conference and then just like. Hey, well, the Wild have gone on this crazy uh, shooting bender. I don't know if it's actually a shooting bender, but they've they are now second in points percentage in the West, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I don't think like Calgary's had incredible underlying numbers all year, okay. and now the somebody Wild could a... play Colorado, but that's like about it out there. If Colorado doesn't make I mean, it through, well, I think right because I I just looked today and it was Colorado playing Dallas. If things that's based on points percentage, so if things hold, Dallas is the second wild card. Uh, Nashville's the third sec, or first wild card, so it would be the Flames versus Nashville and Colorado versus Dallas. Um, and then what? Wild Blues. And then Wild Blues and uh, uh, Kings Oilers. Kings Oilers, yeah. um, which is crazy that the Golden Knights are not in a playoff spot it's right now. Sad. I think really, we still had them at like sixty percent. So I think that there also, are. Also, I saw that the Islanders were kind of climbing up a little bit. <laughs> what did they go to four percent? Yeah, they were at I think zero point <laughs> three, and now they're at almost four percent. So I don't know. I guess somebody was saying how the Capitals they're not that far off from the Capitals, but I think it's I don't know. I don't know. The we'll Islanders see. are on a bender right now, but. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm just kidding because we did have like basically the East was looking like it was completely set, but then in the last couple days, set. Well, I know I'm jo- I'm joking. Set, but yeah, I'm joking here set. that the Islanders are maybe. Well, regardless, surprise. like regardless, the the Eastern matchups are going to be pretty stacked. I mean, what? Because Boston's playing like potentially playing Carolina right now. And then Toronto yeah, is two points off of second. I know, Atlantic. but I'm I saying you're, as you're it's just sta- not understanding the circumstances here. <laughs> no, 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 I yeah, I just ran these based on points percentage today, just to kind of like revamp our playoff probabilities, and that was what it was. And I'm saying that yes, it is possible that you know I don't think Washington's going to climb up, right? I would be surprised if Washington jumped out of that second wild card. Uh, they're in the second wild card now, right? I don't know. Our Eastern our Eastern Conference fan here, Sean, is not paying attention. No, so he we is should, not. I think it's about time for us to go here. Yeah, I think so. We will have more <laughs> on our playoff series probabilities in the coming weeks. Um, I, we're going to have a big write-up again. Um, and yeah, we'll that have a that big, was fun last year. Yeah, big evolving hockey extravaganza with coverage for all of the series. 
Uh, also, keep, uh, we'll have more info about this, but the contract projections are going a little. They're going. Uh, uh, it's it's. Um, I put more work into. I we're up. Let's just say I'm a little further ahead than I thought I would be. So they might. They're still probably going to be coming out May first, but we might have more info about that um, in the next couple weeks, or we will. But we might have additional yeah. changes too. We just need, as we've said before, it's a very um, important model that we need to verify in many different ways. That, that yeah. there's no data issues when we release them because yes, it does seem to have impact on things so uh it's something that we can't uh just kind of whip together and throw out that's uh, also so. people like to look at them and they're they're useful so anyway uh we're gonna end it there sean end the episode uh, for us well, please happy april <laughs> happy april happy oh april my, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and oh, book uh, end it book end it and then we'll uh we'll be back on the 11th uh well well, the podcast will come out the twelfth, right? But whatever. We'll we'll be back yeah. next week with another episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah take yeah, care, Sean. Sean.